Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hey group chat, I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade. I'm joined by the lovely ladies, Glenn Bedstein, back. Nope, oh, Hogue, <laughs> and Chelsea Pinky. How's it going? Hey, little tongue twister bed Glenn bed brat pose. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Yeah. Ooh. I'm tired of We're recording on a Monday, which is my least favorite day of the week. Correct. Not the most fun. Mm-mm. Shall we just jump in and let the people know what's going on with us? What we've got to leave on red? Yeah. Yes, yes. Let's jump on in. Um, red or reply. I'll kick it off. Um, do I want to start positive or do I want to start by dragging somebody? I think I'll start positive and then I'll end with a drag. That feels like it's a little bit more fun, a little more exciting. Okay. So I'm going to reply to all of you beautiful people that are listening right now. I am just loving the BGT love that we're receiving, whether it's like a rating, an email, a DM, a share comment subscribe whatever it may be like such positive energy that we've been getting it's kind of crazy like going out and sometimes you might meet someone and they're like oh yeah I've heard of your podcast or I've seen this or I've seen that and it's just like very nice to see it feels really good it warms a thug's heart oh that's nice did that happen to you this weekend well, actually, it was like a mutual friend who knew you who was talking about that. But just in general, I'd, I'd say it's just like positive energy. Um, Cute. Yeah. And I actually was out the other day. I don't know how the podcast came up. Um, and somebody was like, oh, I'm going to check you out. And he was like, y'all got 140 episodes. And then he started <laughs> scrolling. And he was like, oh, like you dead ass. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> this? It's real. We do this. <laughs> right. So he, it was kind of, it was dope. He was like, wow, this is real impressive. So that was cute. Um, on red for me this week is Kevin Samuels. <laughs> and yes. um, I don't know who this other man was. I, I think they were on the Joe Budden podcast. Honestly, I'm not bringing facts to this situation. So <laughs> everyone go do your personal Googles. I just saw clips <laughs> on the interwebs, but I think it was the Joe Budden podcast and one of the co-hosts or whomever was joining them. They were like talking about Saweetie. They said Saweetie was like a six on his scale of one to 10. Don't understand this man's scale. And then this guy, the other guy who was there was kind of like talking about, you know, why women wear makeup and all the different things we do. And I was like, who are you people? Like, who gave these people authority to speak on these things? Like, it just really confuses the hell out of me. And I feel like any time men sit around and like are rating women or speaking on women in this way, it's super corny. Like, I know ladies do it in return, but. It's I was just, about to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, it's, it just feels gross and like antiquated and annoying. Like maybe it's the same thing, like the hierarchy of like power, like it's very different when somebody goes ranting about a minority group. Like you're like, whoa, that's not okay to when somebody make, make a little Karen joke. Like, it's not, they're not okay, in the wait. same league. Not to play devil's advocate, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Sure. We talk on this show. Like, I remember you've said on this show that now you're only going to date guys that make a certain amount of money. Correct. How mm. is that different mm-hmm. than a guy saying that he wants to, I don't know if this is what he even said, but like rating girls and then he wants a girl on a certain like beauty scale, I guess, or level of beauty. Because I feel like a beauty scale is something that's outside of your control to a certain extent. So like you are who you are. So sure, like you can go and enhance yourself and get surgeries. But like so much of this beauty scale is like rooted in racism and like your so standards. But like money, mm-hmm. on the other hand, yes, capitalism is the devil. But a lot of my interest in having a guy making a certain amount of money is just so that like we can we can be living in the same lifestyle that they're not like overwhelmed when I'm like, yo, we hopping on a 
on a plane. We go to Bora Bora. We out tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, I can't. I want to live in a certain home. I want to have certain things. So like, sure, I sure I could be your sugar mama if it's like really worth it. But like 10 times out of 10, y'all really not bringing much to the table already. So I'm going to take care of you and you ain't going to be shit. Like, I I don't know if that's highly (laughs) unlikely. It's highly unlikely. But you can grind it out and like get a certain amount of bread opposed to being like, oh, not everyone can. You got to look a certain way. There's a lot of racism and like who gets in the hiring process. Um, We see that like, especially in our community, women are like out earning for lots of reasons that aren't Mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with like a man's ambition so this is very true this is valid I just think it's much easier and maybe this is a naivete but I think it's much easier to like hustle and like get your bread together than it is to go and like have expectations that all women are gonna look the same and I mean what you're also saying is you want that you and your partner to be like equally yoked not that it's like I want a like some baller but no, like that's a part not of to it. take care of but me just to, to like exactly. be to, able to, to meet me where, where I'm at. at. Yeah. yeah. And that, that makes sense. I see that. Meet me halfway. But yeah, I mean, that's a part of the stuff that he, that Kevin is always like critiquing is like the money and the income that women are asking for or expecting their partners Right, but I have. think he's also talking about a certain type of woman who has yeah. those expectations, but she also, she herself is not coming to the table with <laughs> bread, butter, jam, a knife. Well, I don't know. I think it's complicated. Sweetie is out here singing like rich, rich nigga, eight figure. That's my type. So I think if she has those expectations, guys can have expectations too. And just to explain his scale, it's very strange. He says like from a one to 10 and no one can be a seven. And he says Beyonce's an eight, Kelly Rowland's a nine and Rihanna's a 10. I don't understand it. Where, I don't where understand that. From? But if that were the scale, then... Yes, sweetie would be a six, in my opinion. But I don't understand why people can't be sevens. And I also don't understand how Beyonce is an eight. What is the scale based off of, though? Like, in terms of looks, I don't understand that. Because so many people have different tastes, things that they like. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. Mm. I feel like it's very hard to put someone on a a scale of looks. I think I I look at a complete package. A full package. If I'm going to rank somebody. Mm. Yes. So, so all encompassing, like not just looks, yeah, personality, personality, just the the swag, the it factor. But you're not able to judge someone just on look. Like, if someone was like, just judge these line of people, put them in order for your personal taste, you couldn't do that. I, I could, but I could rank them, like, I could say who I'm most attracted to, but I don't know if I could, um, you know, give them a number, yeah, most attracted to. And I could also have like five dudes be tens and they all look completely different. That too. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's possible. There's not only one ten. Not pr- based on this young man's um thing. Because why couldn't Rihanna, Kelly, and Beyonce all be tens? I don't know. He says they're just not. That don't make no sense. He needs to. Me. I, don't, I don't get it. I think that's why I'm Dorothy leaving him unread. It was a ten. It's sounding colorist. It's giving very, it's bizarre. No, Beyonce's lower than Kelly. <laughs> but Beyonce's lower than Kelly. I don't but know. I don't know. Because, but then featurism. Featurism. Kelly, I don't know. Oh, uh, featurism. I could go there. Uh, so let's just, let's just like. <sighs> You've been ready to cancel this young man for a long time. For a long time. <laughs> I'm just I'm over genuinely him. fascinated because I've watched the things and it's, it's consistently 10K or more people. And the men are yet, are like, yeah, you're saying what we feel. You're saying what we feel. So I would love mm. to have like a blind, like, you know, those like windows where they can't see you, but you can watch them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see guys just talk about what he's saying and like get their real takes on it. Because online, it seems like he's speaking the words of the people. Oh, God understand these men's frustrations and he and to your point like the whole sweetie song about oh that's my type coming in with money da 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 this that and the third i can i can see where a man would be super frustrated with like women having these expectations of like being taken care of having someone who's ma- like the breadwinner making all this money but they themselves maybe are not you know very financially stable maybe they're not taking care of themselves, not in terms of like how they look, but just like a you know, certain upkeep grooming, whatever you want to call it. Like they're not doing things that you would think make them eligible for dating, but they think they should have, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, I think you should always come to something, give what you're, give what you would want back. 
That's mm-hmm. my thing. Mm. Somebody asked online today, what's the equivalent of getting a woman flowers for a man? Oh, I saw that. What do you think? Um, sneakers. That's what people were responding. Sneakers. Sneakers. That is it. That's the equivalent. You get a whole pair of sneakers. I mean, flowers are expensive too. I'm thinking like um some like a like a meal and experience like something they really like like i know my ex like he loved to smoke so when i would yeah when like Ah. like if he if he brought me back flowers like i would bring him back like you know a pack of of, just like all the snacks that he wants like a high package some munchies some munchies for like while he's playing a game or something maybe video games yeah i know like i I guess it feels like video games you get them like a little cartridge or something or no, I don't know no, nothing about yet. gaming there no they don't use cartridges no more no ma'am uh, what, how do they work 64, girl? oh I guess it's like online huh like how do they, I have literally no clue about gaming go research I, it's it it's a different world to Glenn. Me. <laughs> um, go research it yeah we, we should do we should do an episode you know, breaking all of this down. And- I definitely want a guy's perspective, though, because I feel like and I'm speaking to myself, too. I feel like we say all these things, but then we do something else. Like this is the prime example. Like, oh, don't judge someone's looks. But we are always talking about somebody's salary. You know what I mean? To me, that's equal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's equal. I really don't. But we can unpack it. I think um, one of our mutual guy friends would be interesting, but I don't know if he thinks the same way. I don't I don't know if he's of the Kevin Samuels thought process. I don't know many people that are, um, personally that are on his page. Maybe closeted, though. Closeted, closeted. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like if you're proud of it, you're kind of strange, but closeted for sure. Hmm. We should do a series, like a guy once a month and see if he his his beliefs align. <laughs> it's an exploration, a deep dive. Well, a deep dive. Uh, Chelsea, you want to go next? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is truly brief. I was going to reply to living alone. It is a fucking dream. I've been talking to so many of my friends that have roommates. And it just does not sound like a good time over there in that land. And, you know, I woke up on Saturday morning after having had a, a little, like a light night, light work night. <laughs> and I ordered myself in delivery I ordered mimosas to my door. I was like, this is fabulous. Living alone, treating yourself, minding your own damn business is just a joy. And I just love it. Um, And I'm going to leave on red. Uh, For now, this weave that I've done decided to put in my hair. (laughs) No, I'm not like really leaving it on red. I just like don't know what to do with it yet. And I also was like out and I was just wishing that I had my own hair. I was like, ugh, I don't like I want my this is what happened the one time I had a weave well I've had a weave twice before the first time it was like whatever high school then I had it again in college my friend had took mad time to sew it in and then literally the next day I cut it out of my head and she came back to my dorm like sis what did you just do we spent hours but I was like ah I don't like this wait what what about it don't you like is it the feeling the look it's just like I just, maybe I don't feel like myself. Like, I just don't. And then I, and I've also just like not figured out like the maintenance that it requires. And that just feels like a whole other uh, journey. But I didn't just think getting ready to go on. Wrap I did, it. I did wrap it. Shade witnessed that. We were drunk and I pulled out my fucking brush and, um, but it's like I had to go buy a damn flat iron and all of this stuff listen if you're going to be about this life you got to be about this life i know what i'm saying is i don't know that she's I not am. about this life. <laughs> that was the point it, correct <laughs> like i i know he was going to be this unprepared no it's truly unprepared mm. okay well good luck <laughs> on my journey on your week journey um I'm sure there's lots of instructional videos on YouTube that you can refer to. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, so I'm going to reply to Across the Universe. I totally forgot about this movie. It's like a movie. It's pretty old. I feel like it came out when we were in high school. But I've seen it like six times. And I forgot that it was one of my favorite movies. I watched it on the plane to LA. It's so good. It has like the Beatles soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's this like beautiful love story. Um, and then it's like takes place during the Vietnam War. So there's like political aspects. It's wish there were a few more black people in there, but you know, take what we can get. Um, and I'm leaving this post on red that I keep seeing. I can't find the post, but like last week it was like everywhere. It was like, don't post him. 
until you get married. So you're not embarrassed or something like that. And when I started keeping track of the people that were posting it, they were all single. And nothing's wrong with being single, of course. But like, I feel like the judgment on either way, like if I had, if people in relationships start posting stuff about like, don't act like that at the club or else you're going to be single forever. Like, I just feel like people need to stay in their lane, mind their business. Hmm. Um, I also feel like I love Brene Brown and something that she always preaches about is vulnerability. And to me, that's how you find love or like can be in love or fall in Mm -hmm. love you have to be vulnerable so this like our generation this like I can't get embarrassed I gotta (laughs) put on a show for Instagram so everybody thinks I'm cool I think it's so corny and I think it's why a lot of people are probably gonna die alone um and yeah that's just my opinion on it and everyone should just mind their own business I I feel the post I feel the post. I get the sentiment of the post, but I also see where you're coming from. For me, my takeaway on that is like more so some some things you can kind of keep private as you're figuring things out because but a people, lot happens between figuring things out and getting married. Right. Correct. Right. No, I think met. that's hyperbole. I, I think that I think it's for the girls that, you know, get into a little something a couple months and then it's like it's bay bay all over the place were writing captions like yeah i would never post him until we were married like oh no that's extreme he's married i'm like girl you don't even have a boyfriend so how do you know what you would do that's i'm so confused what is the thought because if he leaves or y'all break up you're gonna be embarrassed are you gonna post him other people are gonna see him and try to get at him because i've heard people say that so you know how Issa Rae's married? She recently did an interview and oh, I'm, yes. I'm going to paraphrase it, but basically she was like, yeah, I'm super private, which again, if you're super private, be super private. That's that's not my issue here. Um, it's more the judgment of people who don't even whatever. Um, but she said she's super private. But one of the things that she did say that I thought was a little problematic was she was like, I don't want to get embarrassed. And I think mm. that's the part she's like, if if he played me or something, I would have egg all over my face. And in my head, I'm like, but you're you're married to this person. Like, and of course, of course, I'm not sticking my neck out for anybody. Right. Anybody could hurt you. Anybody can embarrass you. Anybody could do you wrong. But like, mm. that's like a weird way to live to me. Maybe it's her specifically as like a public figure, though. And mm. knowing, you know, people have this. They, they, they think that celebrities, whether they're two celebrities in a relationship or one and like a another an av, quote unquote average person, that is still going to end. And people will be like plotting on the demise and waiting to talk shit once, if and when it does happen. But I love when people share their, that are in relationships that I know share moments of their lives. I feel like very fortunate that I get to witness these like beautiful moments that people share mm-hmm. with each other. And if a person is a part of your life, they're going to appear in your life on your right. socials. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you hide someone? It's like more work to so hide. Time with? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I see, I understand the people who are like annoying and they're like missing yes. out on their Instagram. <laughs> no one wants to see that. That's gross. But like, it's weird. And it, it's, it's specifically weird to me because it's coming from people who aren't even having that experience. So I'm like, I get the girl. sentiment of feeling that embarrassment though, because like, for me, I even when I broke up with my ex, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want mm-hmm. people asking me about this. I don't want people asking, how are you yeah. feeling? What are you going through? What are you thinking? Da, da, da. And so and, you know, people be like, when you start posting about your man all the time and then he's gone, I'm going to be asking where he went. You know, like people feel like once That's you real. put things out there on the Internet, then like they're now a part of the narrative. So it's it's complicated. But I think there's balance to it. It's not like you know, never posting someone or if you want to post them feeling as though you can't because like right. that I think is a bit of an extreme, but I can, I can, I can recognize the sentiment, but I appreciate what you said about that, like vulnerability and putting yourself out there. Cause like, if you don't, then you'll never really know. Right. Slash, you do realize that after you get married, you can still break up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I'm thinking too. So what that does it, you getting married and like you could get divorced. So I don't know. It just is so judgy and weird to me. I didn't like the post. Very odd. So is anyone's little hotline bling? Mine is not. Lynn. <laughs> my, I mean, yeah, I guess that would be my hotline bling, but we've added a new hoe to the list. Ooh, wait, did you meet him recently? Um, I met him last summer and then. Um, I added a new hoe to the list. I don't know why that really just means that. <laughs> Can we give him a nickname? I don't know how long he's going to be around. Ooh. Well, then why is so actually, I don't know if he's on the list. Yeah, I'm like, damn, feel that way. Take him off. Take him <laughs> back on the bench. Whoa. Yeah, 
Y'all not seeing my reactions over here. I'm shook. We're vetting. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. Um, But we had a very, uh, quite a time this past weekend. It was wild as fuck. There was a mirror Um, involved. There was a lot involved. (laughs) A mirror. Did you use that salted caramel loop that we got from? I didn't get my box yet. I'm so mad. I was going to use mine. But then I didn't. I should have used mine. Oh, yeah, because you had a... Then I went straight for the coconut oil because I feel like that's it. Oh, there was coconut oil involved here, too. Come on now. Keep it natural. I've never used coconut oil. (gasps) It's amazing. It's like, to me, some of the best lube you could use. You weren't using it as lube, though. What were you using it as? You were just greasing it. a little graphic here. So that it could look shiny. Did you say... What did you say? You were just You're shining up, up your ass. The bumpsy. That is that is correct. Oh, okay. You know the bumpsy. If I had one of those like that, I probably would shine my shit up too. Fat. So shine I'd away. Shining a little shit up. <laughs> it's just interesting. This is another person now. In addition to him and and my long term partner, that um, not long term partner. Whatever. Right. That's what we're calling it now. The long term partner. You mean dad? Stop. <laughs> The father, we're going to call him BD or something. <laughs> For me, it's like baby daddy and big dick. Um, oh, <laughs> it all just keeps leaning more and more into this, like, kind of like a lot of like kink. There's a lot of kink happening. That's very interesting. Well, good. That's fun. So, yeah, it is fun. But yeah, we don't, we're, not, we're not sure. No. <laughs> I'm going to keep some things private. I've said enough. Said enough. Okay. Said enough. Serious podcaster. So fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> any BGDS? Black girl doing shit? Yes. Of course. My good sis. That's a black girl doing shit. So our BGDS this week is none other than Seven Streeter. You're about to hear such an amazing conversation we had. She really stepped into the group chat. She said, I'm in the chat now. Put, Give me emojis. Give me an icon. <laughs> like she just like settled right in. Um, Seven recently dropped her latest star studded single Guilty featuring Chris Brown and ASAP. This year, Seven will release her long-awaited sophomore album, Drunken Words and Sober Thoughts, which will include an all-star lineup of features from, as I mentioned, Chris Brown, Jeremiah, Lucky Day, Davido. This album follows her critically acclaimed debut, Girl Disrupted, which came out in 2017, which showed off the girl's vocals. But for many of you who may not know, Seven is not just a singer. She is an iconic songwriter, most notably for writing for Ariana Grande, The Way. She did so many of Chris's songs, um, Strip, Fine China. She's written for Brandy, Kelly Rowland, Fantasia, Tamar, Mm, and many more. Yes, she's, you know, she's just, she's a black girl doing shit. So we're super excited to welcome her, her into the group chat. So let's step in all right y'all it's time for the group chat chat. all right seven welcome to the group chat how are you doing today you always already let us know you've been in the studio in the stew listen i am i'm amazing i'm running off fumes you know how it is i know y'all know how it is but it's like good fumes it's like good music fumes it's good vibe fumes i'm good i'm rocking we love it i oof it's been a long day, but we're we're pushing through, and we're black women, so you know we could get get it done. We can handle well, it. We do. How <laughs> to multitask and get it all done. Exactly. So, okay, I'm gonna jump straight in. We have to talk about this new song, "Guilty." This beat is a classic. The vocals are crazy. Can you tell us more behind this song? Is there a little backstory? Like, well, I mean. First and foremost, you hit the nail on the head. First of all, and I'm missing two nails, by the way. It's been a time. Listen, but no, you hit the nail on the head. I've always loved, you know, the big payback sample. Like, I remember my granddad dancing to that. You know what I mean? My granddad yes. to it. We actually got that on VHS. I need to ask my daddy when I tape this because my grandfather's since passed, but I remember that vividly. He loved that song. And so, you know, growing up, we heard it again with Total mm-hmm. and Biggie and Puffed and they flipped it. And um, I was honestly, I was ready for the, for, for the sample to come back because I'm such a fan of it. So when um, Guilty got sent to me, it was in a pack with a bunch of other songs. I was like, 
I love that song. Like, I need that song. It speaks to my whole little lightweight, toxic life. And it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. So I'm like, okay. And uh, it just, it worked out. And I I knew I wanted like some like male energy on there. I wanted somebody that was going to sing and sing down. And then I wanted, um, I wanted like a, a, like a New York presence on there because I love when Biggie did it with Tony. You know, so, I mean, Chris and Ferg, they were just perfect and they love the song. And I'm just glad that people like it. This lightweight toxic. Girl, I know. I was like, we need to circle back. What's that? What does that mean? We can relate. (laughs) I can relate. You know what? Guilty, that's what guilty is about, okay? It's like, it's like little guilty pleasures. You know that little hookup. You know them, the certain ones that you know you're not supposed to enjoy as much as you may enjoy them, but you just can't help it. So mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I've heard that so much. Uh, it felt relatable. I mean, I've definitely been in, in a, you know, a little guilty pleasure situation before. And um, yeah, you know, it's you know, a little lightweight, little toxic hookup record. <laughs> we love to see it. So you have been singing since nine I saw your Apollo video which is iconic but you're also a songwriter you've been industry in the industry for a while I'm really curious about like your creative process and like your journey through all of this for so long it's been a um you know what it's been a whole blessing and it's not a day that goes by that I just don't thank God every single day because I really do genuinely I I just love what I do. I just love music. I love writing. And um, yeah, that, that Apollo video, we need to burn that tape because my mom put me in this ugly ass dress. <laughs> um, listen, we laugh about it now. But um, it was a, that was the kind of the beginning of the journey for me. I, I knew that I wanted to do it for forever. And um, it, that led to me being in girl groups. And then girl groups led to me uh, meeting Chris Brown. And then meeting Chris Brown led to me writing for him. And then writing for him opened the doors for me to write for other people. Um, and it's just been a roller coaster ride, but it's been a really, really good one. I mean, Apollo, iconic. Iconic. <laughs> iconic. <laughs> That's where all the well, legends start. Yeah. Oh, listen, I love, from your mouth uh, to God's ears, let's, let's pray we have that, that same path, okay? Yes. yes but yes. like, I think, I think many people might not know that you've been in this game for so long and something that you've talked about like openly is colorism. And that's something that I'm like very interested in. My sister and I are very different appearing and we talk about colorism a lot. Mm -hmm. And recently it's like resurfaced as a big conversation when that song like yellow bone came out. Is that something that is like, you know, still prevalent in the industry or do you think it's changing? You know what? I think because for one, conversations like this are so healthy and so needed. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we're talking about it now, I keep, I, this is the second time I said this today. I'm so happy and appreciative for social media because we can actually, we can share this conversation and, um, and, and speak about it. Honestly, I've dealt with colorism in this industry since I was 15 years old. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've had situations where I would literally have to, I would sing um, the lines and somebody would lip sing my line in a video because they couldn't they couldn't sing the part but they didn't want me to leave the group so it's like I it's just the truth and that started happening when I was 15 years old so in one way or another I've experienced that but um like I said I think the conversations are helping and to be quite honest I don't I don't surround myself but with nothing but beautiful strong um, melanated women. I have friends of all sorts. My, yes. my, my, my best friends, we lift each other up. We hype each other up 24 seven. And, um, you know, we the shit <laughs> period point blank. Like I hear that. I was watching, um, this breakfast club interview with Kelly price. I don't know if any of y'all have seen it. Mm-hmm. And she talked a lot about how that would happen to her all the time, especially like, as a songwriter, they'd be like, Oh, could you just, you know, record the track. Mm-hmm. And then thinking the other singer would record her own track, but just, you know, know how it's going to go, know the runs, know the style. And then she would turn on the radio and she'd be like, that's my voice. Her voice. That's it's happened. You know what I mean? It's definitely happened. I just, listen here first of all I love Kelly Price so shout out Kelly, oh, and shout I, out Kelly see, Price. I didn't see all that interview but I saw a clip of it where she was talking about grace and I thought that, that was yes cool. I thought that was so fire and 
super sidebar, but yes, I love the idea of extending more grace to people. I love that she said that. Um, but I feel her. It definitely, it it's definitely happened to me. Um, I'm in a space now, thank God, where um, I'm in such control of my creative that I don't play them games. <laughs> I don't even play, I don't even play the radio. I don't play the radio about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here, you're going to get all this chocolate, every last bit from the voice to the pen, to the whatever, whatever the, the, the mission calls for. You're going to get every last bit of this chocolate. I hear that. hundred percent. I feel like you can do that because you're so talented. Like your songwriting ability is like, obviously like your performance is, performance ability is crazy, but like people probably don't even know all the songs that you're responsible for. Man, songwriting has been like, it's been such a, huh, it's, it, uh, I don't even know what to call it at this point. It's just, it changed my life. You know what I mean? It, it, it taught me, I, it gave me the, the luxury of being around a lot of really dope artists and seeing how they put their projects together, you know, working with, with Chris on, you know, since boy, boy in attention, I think it was the first time I worked with him. Um, and writing seven songs with him for fame and seven songs with him for fortune. It opened a door for me to write for Ariana Grande and all these other people, but kind of like, you know, get in there and figure out how they put their projects together. And um, when it came time to working on, on all of my music, it's just one of those gifts. I feel like songwriting is like the gift that just keeps on giving because um, I'm always I'm, I'm always learning something and sharpening uh, my tools. And I, I love writing with other uh, really amazing songwriters, too. That's what I, I enjoy that. So. It's amazing. Do you have any dream collabs, like people that you're like, I would love to either write for you or have a duet, whatever? Yes, girl. I want to work with Aubrey so bad. Like, can so just can somebody just tell Drake that Drake oh, Aub- Aubrey though? <laughs> I was like, oh, day. Yes, listen. I want to work with Drake. Yes, I want to work with Drake. Um, I just think like melodically, he's fire. Obviously, lyrically, he's fire. And I keep saying this, but I just feel like it'll be a really, really, really cool, uh, like verbal tango. I think it'd be dope, you know, to see. Oh, yes. I can see that. Verbal tango. Right? And what about any like women rappers in the game right now? We love seeing the way that like all these women rappers in the game are coming together, collaborating. Anybody you would love to make a song with? Yes. I actually just um, did some stuff with Bia. I love Bia. Like she's so fire to me. Like her energy is amazing, and we we did some really fun shit that I cannot wait for y'all to hear. Um, but there's so many women that I want to work with. You know, I love Ari Lennox. I love Summer Walker. I love Ooh. I love Tiana Taylor. I love. I mean, the list goes on. I love Jasmine Sullivan. I think that all of the girls, um, just in R and B especially, um, I just like that they're having fun. It, you could you could just hear it in the music, and everybody's getting experimental, and um, it's just dope. I live for the harmonies and the runs and the riffs and the, listen, Jasmine get my whole life when she opened her mouth to sing, child. So I just- Out of control. Mm. Out of control. Out of I just, could see you and Tayana, like on some 90s shit. Yeah, like love, like love, love, love. I just, yes. That's my, that's my plan this year is to do more stuff with girls too. Some more dope shit. Okay, speaking of fun, I have a question for you because it's like all over Twitter mm-hmm. and I just want to get your take on it. So it's like on Twitter, it's on Clubhouse. People were talking about it all day. So the game tweeted, maybe I'm old school, but my woman ain't ain't paying one damn bill. Not rent, not mortgage, not a car note, not nails, hairs, clothes, phone or groceries. If you're taking care of home, cooking and making love to me. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) Not making love to me. That's not what he said. (laughs) Life is on me, period. How do you feel about that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I think that when I say this, and I mean it so heartily, to each his own. You have some women that they might like that deal. You know what I mean? That's perfect for them. Um, for me personally, me personally, for one, I love my job. I actually, I, I love what I do. I love to work. I like, I like to get up and make my money and all of that. Um, will that have any uh, bearing, I guess, in my relationship? If my man wants to take care of me in that way, feel free. Um, but I'm always still gonna bring in my own bag. You know, it just that just makes me. Feel a little bit better and um listen it's a, like I said it's a whole bag of women that that works for them but you know for me I I like I like to contribute when you know what I mean I like it it, it makes me mm-hmm. feel so I don't know it's, it's different I'm, well that I, makes me think our social team yes is obsessed with you so they put us on they were like you gotta go to the throwbacks and they told us about this <laughs> song bands 
Yes. Bitch ass, bitch ass niggas. Bitch ass niggas. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a bop. Thank you, ladies, for putting us on. One, two. I was like, she must have been going through some things when this was written, which Fair leads enough. me to know, want to know, how is dating in Hollywood? Are there a lot of bands out there? I hear it because we hear it's tragic. And Girl, it's dry. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, tonight, by the way, that I'm actually excited about little cute little date date but dating in hollywood is um girl it's crazy because listen it's like <laughs> yes um dating in hollywood is crazy and i say this all the time too for one um people come out here to you know become stars you know what i mean and so i always feel like there are a lot of women who will do a lot of strange things for some change out here so it kind of it it offsets the dating pool a little bit because you've got a lot of men who don't really have to really work that hard to get to get a lot of to get women you know what I mean so it's it's you really just gotta be very vocal about what it is that you want how you want to be treated um but Hollywood is crazy because a lot of these women the girl they'll they'll date the the assistant just to get close to the I mean it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's a little different it's a little different but we'll see listen I'm I'm single and dating in Hollywood and we'll see how it works out. <laughs> Do you care about like if the guy is of status or celebrity or if he's making as much as you do? Like I'm struggling with that right now because I'm like, damn, <laughs> securing big bags and I'm not seeing many of the men securing the big bags. <laughs> you know, I've dated, um, I've dated all time. I've dated men that made less money than me before. Um, and I gave it a shot. What I did find out is that, um, they ended up having the issue with the fact that I made more money as opposed to me having an issue with the fact that he didn't make his <sighs> money. So um, it, and it manifested itself in different ways. You know what I mean? I had, um, it was weird. My, my, one of my exes actually broke up with me because I would not have a baby after 11 months, which is insane. He was trying to trap you. That sounds like a trap. Child, listen, I don't know what it was, but you got you barking up the wrong tree, child. We could end this right here, right now. And that's exactly <laughs> and so um, you know, but yeah, it's never it's not really an issue for me. I do want to I do want a man that that makes you know makes good money and um you know can hold things down if you know whenever we need, but uh I, I've come to find out that it normally is the guy that has issues with that, you know. Yeah, and I've tried it before, child, it just didn't work out. The male ego is something strange. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So ladies, should we play a game? Yeah. All right. So this is a game we've been toying around with for black girls texting. And we always talk about like text etiquette. I'm trying to call it text etiquette. I don't know if that works, whatever. (laughs) We're trying, we're trying shit out. We're throwing shit to the wall. I like it. Text, text etiquette. Question. Yes. Red receipts. Do I keep, do you, do you have them? I, you know what? I don't. I don't, I don't, uh, Good. I don't have that turn. I don't, cause you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to be an asshole, I don't have to like, let you see me read. If I have to go through all of that for you to see, read the text, just to show you like, yeah, look, I, I, I read that and left you on read. If I gotta be that level of an asshole, then I'm just not going to deal with you. Or I will verbally be that level of an asshole. So I don't have no red receipts. That's me neither. Yeah. Glenn, do you have anything I, to say? I, I I got a new phone, so they were like turned off. But <laughs> I liked having them on because I know people who have them on, and I like when they when I know that they've read my message. But they always reply, whereas like I read people's things and don't reply. But I'm also just like a trash ass texter in general. Trash. trash. Okay. The hey, next one. You the last person need to have a red, the red receipt. I know out. it's true. Right. It's true, <laughs> That's bullying. Okay. The next one is. How soon to text a guy after a date? Slash, would you ever text a guy first? Yeah, well, I would definitely text a guy first. Um, but I've definitely gone three days after a date and not text and not call before. And he hit me. He was like, it was funny. He was like, yeah, what's going on with you? It was just a joke. But he was like, what's going on with you, you little bum? I was like, oh, I completely forgot we had that moment three days ago. It was nice. How are you? Just been busy. Wait, did you do that on purpose, or was that like, was that your toxic, your like toxic behavior? No, what was that? I didn't really like <laughs> I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, but you know, it it was it was it was lightweight on purpose. I'm not gonna lie, but it was nice to um, 
I just, you know, I like to know, especially in the beginning, like if you really into it, I really want to know if you're into this, you know what I mean? Like I, um, I'll give you enough, you know, I'll give you enough confidence to, to, to know that I like you, but I'm gonna need you to, you know, I'm gonna need you to, to put a little bit of extra work in, especially in the beginning. So yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah, to follow up. First. Yeah, like follow up with me. Yeah, I also yeah, love that I he told like you a little guy, follow- I always <laughs> feel like the guy needs to like you a little more. Thank you. You know, that's, yeah. what your, that's what your grandmas be telling you, right? Your grandma always said, baby, get you somebody that love you more than they love. You know, mm-hmm. all right, grandma, you was married for 50 years to my granddad. You might know what you're talking about. You know, true. Real talk. Yeah, I'm into them messaging first. And to your point, like, I'm going to let you, you're going to know that I'm into you. So when I walk into that door, I need to get like, it was great. It was so nice. I need something. Yes, I need that. I really do. I need that. So, you know, I think, I think knowing that you're in this uh, lightweight, toxic world, this isn't a crazy question. How do we feel about sending nudes? You know what? I don't send nudes. <gasps> I don't. I, do. I think the one time I sent, and it wasn't even a nude, and this was years ago, right? I took some cute little, little cute little pictures, right, on my laptop. And true story. And then got a little bit nervous, right? Deleted them all off my laptop. Had a show that night. I was in Rich Girl at the time. Had a show that night. And somebody actually ended up stealing my laptop. That oh, my gosh. After I had just deleted everything off of my, all, all the pictures off. And I was like, oh, bitch, we're not playing them games no more. It scared, it scared the living day like that. That was the Lord. I was going to say, won't he do it? Come on. All right. I, mean, I might send like, I'll send something a little sexy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't done that since that, since that moment, actually. But hell, I mean, half of my posts on Instagram channel, be, that's enough, that's enough new for you. <laughs> oh, wait. Vibes. So, okay, we just talked about the Lord seven. I I just have to ask this before I forget, because I know you grew up in the church, right? Yes. And I'm a Christian as well. Yes, So there's a music video that has been getting a lot of heat (laughs) on Montero. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yeah, I know know exactly what what, what music video you're talking about. Let me just say this. I'm, because I I take my religion and and my relationship with God very seriously, um, I have that same level of respect for other people and their beliefs and their religion. So I just think that, you know, I think that it's disrespectful to play around with somebody else's beliefs and religion like that. So when I saw the video, it wasn't necessarily that. I'm all for people having freedom of speech, you know what I mean? Expressing yourself, especially creatively. I'm here for it. Obviously, I'm a creative. But I do think that it does cross the line a little bit when you start to toy around with people's beliefs and religion. I think it just, it becomes a little disrespectful to to people and their beliefs. And me personally, I I don't like to play, I don't play around people and, and their beliefs and their their religion like that, you know? I had nightmares and I felt like a baby about it. I was like, am I dead ass having nightmares about a music video? Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes. Whoa. I, I, I don't like images of the devil. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't um, only seen like the clips, some clips of it online. Um, I, I, I didn't want that in my vibe. So I definitely didn't pull that up. Meanwhile, Glenn kept, making me watch the video every <laughs> second she got she was like have you seen no, the video have you seen the video have you seen the video I'm like girl we don't watch you three times <laughs> okay okay back to the game um do you talk in your group chats about shows you're binging Ooh, yes listen here I'm right now I am watching behind her eyes which I really really like I'm on like episode and that's the vibe um i'm obsessed i mean i'm ready for the new season but i'm obsessed with lovecraft country like yeah, i don't think there's gonna be another season don't play with me that's what i heard really don't play on my life like that i mean what? i hope i hope but that's what i heard. I love that show so much like so, so oh my god so much we were talking about that actually earlier today I, don't play on my life like that because Jeremy killed that show. She was amazing. All of them were amazing. amazing. Yeah, what, where did you but hear like, this where would it go? I guess it kind of feels like it was tied together. Like yeah, like where that, else are they going to take it's it? It's a fantasy. It could go anywhere. Anywhere. First, one second they're talking about religion. One second is why it's uh, magic. One second it's, uh, you know, historical, uh, you know, black, like culture. It's, there's so many places to go. Levels to Don't it. Call me. Okay, I'm, wait. 
years. Listen here, I'll write some episodes. <laughs> Seven, if you like, if you like that show, you need to check out the podcast. There's like a podcast that goes with it. And yeah. they like talk about all the like, I guess, Easter eggs that you might not know about the show. Like, mm-hmm. like the little boy in it was Emmett Till, obviously, but like that was his real nickname. Like there's so many things that they put in the show that were like real. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, even like the um the Black Wall Street uh, uh, episode, like yeah. that. Oh, I was in tears in that. And that's falling. Yeah, it was amazing. But it's amazing. It's such a great show. I hope they don't take my show away. You <laughs> <laughs> are so protective about their shows. My show. Listen, it's my right. It's my show. She said, <laughs> "I'll write some episodes." <laughs> Listen, call your girl. Up. Let me write a few episodes. Just don't take my show away. okay so the last one is based off the song guilty hypothetically speaking if you are creeping do you save the side dude's number or is he in there like little caesars like wing stop like (laughs) little caesar let me (laughs) not little caesar and wing stop first of all i'll say this I've, i've never cheated i've never ever cheated right but hypothetically speaking, right? If I did, I think that women, um, we would just cheat better. You know what I mean? I think that women, we're just, we're just a lot, you know, smoother in our approach. You know what I mean? Um, no, you gotta definitely put the number underneath one of your girlfriend names. And so when, you know, that's when you go, Oh, baby, Susie calling me, calling you again. Oh, See you dragging your friend Susie. in the mud. Girl. <laughs> but see, that's a pro tip. Because I never really thought of that. Shani's over here talking about Wingstop. You can still answer the phone and say, hey, babe. Listen, what they going to... Hey, you feel me? You don't think you're talking to Susie. You know, I'm guilty, guilty, but he won't smart, smart tips for mm-hmm. hypothetical scenarios. <laughs> Very smart. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said you've never cheated. Have you been like tempted ever? Like that's crazy. Never, never, never. I, mean, I think yeah, never cheated. But tempted, of course. I work around good-looking good men all day, every day. I mean, a lot of times I'm the only female in the studio, and it's I mean, and they be fine, okay. But I don't play them games. Like if I, I don't, I don't. If I'm a cheat, I'm just not gonna be with you. Like if I'm a cheat, I just I would rather just be single and date whoever I want to date. Before I'm in here trying to, I'm trying to sneak around. I'm a grown ass woman. I don't feel like, um, I don't know. Like I, cheating feels like, where? Why are you hiding from a? You're a grown person. Why are you hiding from another grown person? Just don't be with them. You know what I mean? So no, I've never cheated. Um, but I do walk around a lot of really good looking men. So you know, you know. If you need a buddy in the studio, love. <laughs> they're cute and we have great conversations and it's fun and like we had a time of our lives in in the rooms and I I think too a lot of times because I work with so many men you know I say all the time like you know what sometimes I wish I could be a little bit more naive but I hear so they treat me like the boys club a lot of times so they speak Mm. and I hear the craziest story so it's like when I'm dating you know what I mean when I'm dating and something like you know the antenna comes up because I hear something similar to what I heard in that studio from a whole group of men you know sometimes I wish I could be a little bit more naive but I'm just like Mm-mm. I remember my brother writer said that this is what men say we so I just feel like I'd be knowing too much sometimes you know because I'm around all men all the time wait I want to what's the craziest thing they've told you they I mean anything I hear about how I know it's so bad but I know how they the things that they say to to you know to make you let down your guard because we write about these things too like it's crazy they're real topics you know the shit that niggas say to make you let down your guard the way that if they did cheat how they do cheat you know what I mean like it's just a lot of I hear a lot and let me listen let me put my mm, for my my bros be like listen sis you can't be out there Spilling secrets. But I got to tell my girl. (laughs) Please. We got to know. Oh, my gosh. I love the point, too, that you said that a lot of that is in the lyrics. Because, you know, you hear a lyric and it just hits so close to home. You're like, oh. Close to home because niggas be in there having real conversations. Right. That come from somebody's life. Okay. Whether it's mine or, you know, somebody in the room. But it's 
That's some of the best records, though. You know what I mean? Those are the best records. Well, when that's I'm, a perfect segue. Oh, sorry, Glenn. Go ahead, Actually, honey. I was going to say, when you first started working with a lot of men or collaborating with them, did you ever feel intimidated? Or did you ever have to, like, tell yourself, like, I'm walking into this room. There's a lot of dudes in here. I yeah. want to be taken seriously. This is about the music. This is about the business. Yeah, for um, for a lot of years, um, and even maybe even still now, depending on um, you know where or what rooms I'm in. For a lot of years, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't dress a certain way to the studio. Like I would purposely wear like big baggy pants, oversized shirt. And now that's a little different. I dress how I, how I feel, but um, just and not necessarily because anybody made me feel uncomfortable, but because. I mean, if I'm in a room and I'm I'm sitting here this close to somebody's face and we're trying to figure out a line and I got titties all in his face, he's going to look at the titties. You know what I mean? So it's like, I need y'all to concentrate and I need you to take me seriously. So I, and, and not that he sh- should not be able to take me seriously if if my, if they do happen to be cute in a push-up that day. I'm just saying. But, um, but when I, especially when I first started out, um, I would purposely downplay the fact that I had titties and ass, you know what I mean? Because I would just want them to concentrate on what I had to say and concentrate on on this line, and um, you know, and it worked. <laughs> I, I wanted to be treated like one of the boys, you know what I mean? And it worked, and I got a lot of placements out of it. <laughs> so it worked. You smart. Child, yeah, that's that's real. We live and we learn. You know, we live and we learn. I hear that. Just so now. the sophomore album. Yes. Because this is drunken words, sober thoughts. Let's let's get into it because drunken words are probably some of my craziest sober thoughts. So what's the inspo behind the title? What should we be expecting? Like take us through the the brain, the process and all this creativity that you have. Well, this is the thing, you know, like when we hear drunken words, sober thoughts, we know like Okay, you'd be like, okay, system had like one too many, and now sis spilling all her tea. Like, girl, didn't nobody, but that's what that is. But for me, um, we just as the project kind of started to like morph, um, I just started to realize that you there's so many different things you could be under the influence of, you know what I mean? And I was under the influence of love or in lust and loneliness and heartbreak, and you know all different types of emotions. And so I wanted to write and I did write from those spaces. And, you know, I might've had a little, a uh, little lip of courage, you know what I mean? Cause I listen, I, I, I do love me some t- t- tequila. So, um, you know, we, was, <laughs> we had some good, some real good nights and some nights it was tequila nights. And so, and y'all know sometimes when you on, if you, if y'all all do drink, but you know, when you have tequila or when you have some Brown or when you have some wine, different vibes gonna bring out a different side yeah. you know what I mean like tequila turned me into like a straight like raging ass college white girl jumping off of a like <laughs> a whole different <laughs> listen oh you see like brown oh brown gonna turn it oh I'm a whole I'm a whole hang city that's where I'm from by the way like in Florida, I'm a whole hang city, my whole hang city country self when I'm off on some brown. When I have a little wine, I feel a little sexier. I might, you know, and then my style of dress kind of reflects that. So it was like every day recording this project, um, that was the headspace. And I would even, I even like to dress according to how it made me feel and like that whole thing. And it was just fun. It's, it's fun. You know, I got songs in a project called Wet Dreams. Uh, it's with me and Jeremiah, and it's sexy and nasty and freaky. And I can't remember exactly which shot I had that night. But <laughs> listen, y'all just have to take you a shot when you hear that record. It's going to put you in the mood. You call somebody. Um, yeah. Say less. Listen, yeah, and then I got songs in the project. I have a song called Liquid Courage, where um, I wrote about um, my ex. And I said a lot of shit that would probably is probably going to hurt his feelings. I just don't care. Um, you know what I mean? And that's what liquid courage is. So it's like um, just different, different moves. But at the end of the day, um, just honesty and um, things that I think, uh, you know, are going to spark conversations between people. And that's what I live for with records. You know what I mean? Let me find. 
I hear that. I really like that you said that it's not just like the liquor. Like it's a lot of different things that could put you in that zone. I'm seeing this guy. Mm-hmm. Lord, when we're like in it, I'm I'm like, oh my God, I'm saying crazy shit. Like literally after I'll be like, don't listen to anything I just said. That wasn't me. That was somebody else. Cause I'm over here just like pouring my soul out. So it's so true. Like the zone you're in, mm-hmm. the the sober thoughts. Girl. Them thoughts be something else because like you'll we'll like you said we'll spill our guts and then the next day be like oh my god why did I say that like but why is that though like isn't it good to be honest and communicate like why do we play these games girl listen it makes sense to us don't it (laughs) it make a lot of sense to us but for some reason we're just wired really differently from them guys from we just are I feel like sometimes conversations, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why conversations, you know, it's, it's not all men, but a lot of men, it's, they, it scares them a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but um, I will say that here recently, I, I'm i not playing them games with men that don't know how to communicate or, or talk things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not even attractive. Like, you know, it, was, it might've been, it might be cute, you know, but it's not cute no more. I'm just like, there's no time for it. Like, use your words, please. Thank you. Please and thank you. Literally, like you say to children. <laughs> I'm words. definitely going to use my words. I'm going to need you to use your words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Talk. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the things I'm saying should be repeated. So <laughs> it's a little different. But I know what you're talking about. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> well seven thank you so much for joining us we're so excited to listen to all these songs you know we're gonna have them all bumping all summer ready to go we're calling it a hot vax girl summer (laughs) yes come on oh come on listen i'm so i'm happy for everybody that we we kind of get a little bit of our normalcy back a tiny bit you know um yeah last year it was easy you know everybody up in the house for a year like we really went through that you know what I mean like so I'm happy this year um that we you know we get to get outside a little bit you know we got some good music we can blast the music and have drinks and and you know with our girlfriends and friends again like I'm looking forward to that you know it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good summer yes ma'am I feel it too I can't wait yes Yes. well have fun on your the rest of your day and your uh you know little Ron I didn't know if we too. said that on camera no. he's gonna say a little date got a little date <laughs> um oh final thing we like to spill tea here is there any like secrets you can share anything we can you know throw in the mix that people might not know but they're gonna get the hot BGT exclusive mm, let me think about it what type of tea do I have going on? girl Day. I mean, I ain't really got that much tea. Only tea I got, child, is just that I'm in a dating space. It's nice. I think that more women should date. And if that's the tea, then that's the tea. I don't think that um, we're encouraged to date as much as men date. You know, they get to meet all different types of women and figure out what they vibe is. The tea for, for me today is in conversation with a lot of me and my girlfriends. It's like, girl, just date. Get to, get to know these get to know these vibes enjoy yourself you ain't got to be out here sleeping with every tom dick and harry but ladies it's okay to date like and get to and you can date multiple people at one time until you figure out what it is that you like so that's my team yep get you a roster <laughs> come on they got them i they love it and of course, I'm sure our followers could easily find you, but in case they don't already know, where can they keep up with you at all times? Man, just my Twitter and my Instagram, just at 7, S-E-B-Y-N. Hit me up, DM me, tweet me, comment, I'll comment back. So hit me up. That's so yes. sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You are, you're so sweet. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta have some real drinks in real life. I know. <laughs> Yes. What's your drink? All of yours. What? What do you? What's your go-to? Oh, tequila. Tequila. No, I'm a tequila girl too. Casamigos Reposado with soda. 
Come on. Oh, come on now. She has it too. Science. I'm trying to figure out like my go-to cocktail. I'm searching right now. Mm. But yeah, you're a Negroni. I do love you are a Negroni girl. But it just it just feels so extra, you know. Like you're a, an extra girl. girl. That is true. Yeah, I'm an extra girl. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Though. I'm a tequila. I love, I love me a good tequila. But I will say, I do love an old fashioned. I really like old fashioned. Mm. I do, especially okay, when it, yes. they get creative with them and they add like different little vibes to them. So I love old fashioned. I love a good Moscow Mule, especially if it's a good one, like a really good one. Um, yeah. Basically. I'm on my mezcal tip. Tequila. I don't love the taste, but mezcal for some reason I can just like sip, especially when it's good. Yeah, I feel just you. Sip it slow all night, and then <laughs> next thing you know, yes, ma'am. Hey. <laughs> guilty, guilty pleasures, sis. Guilty pleasures. Okay. Oh so my I, gosh. So mezcal, tequila, and tequila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I got y'all when we go out. Hey. Do it. All of the words are sober thoughts for all of us. Yes, ma'am. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nothing but trouble. We'll have to pull up on you. <laughs> real shit. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so so much. We really appreciate it. We're excited for everyone to hear the episode, for everyone to hear the album, and just for you to get your flowers because you've been killing it and we're ready. I'm so appreciative. Yes. Thank you so 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 much. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. All right. Bye. 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 What would you do? Hi, lovely ladies. I discovered you on The Sex with Emily, and I'm so glad I did. So to jump right into it, I am a mixed race woman, or what I like to identify as Afro-Latina, and I'm 28. Wow, is this me in three years? Oh I'm my currently gosh. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm currently dating a white presenting man. He is also mixed Latino, also 28. After six months of dating, I recently discovered that since college, he has only dated Black women. And when we were in bed, he says how much he loves my complexion, natural hair, and my big butt. Mm. I'm not sure how to feel about it because, one, this has never happened, at least not said out loud. And two, he, oh, and two, is he only with me because I fit his type? Am I being fetishized? That's my question. I really like him, though, and I have no other concern. Just wondering you all's thoughts on this. Mm. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have some, like, the first thing that I'm wondering is, like, so clearly, you're, 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 I mean, you're asking the question, but I'm curious about, like, how uncomfortable you feel in the moment when he's saying those things to you when you're in the bed. Like, is it is your gut response, like... Ah, like cringe because mm-hmm. that will that, that's a, that's a telltale sign like if it hits cringy with you or if you're just like kind of being in your head about it because on, on one hand like for somebody to say your you, your your skin your complexion is beautiful your hair is beautiful I love that ass like th- those are like compliments that I would take now if they're like I love that chocolate mocha dip skin I just <laughs> want to like you know like if they start talking like like that that's when we're I think leaning into fetish land Mm-hmm. like i want you to i want to play in that uh justice afro like you know like weird not like justice afro. i don't yeah, know what the hell that i don't know i'm just assuming like what like uh, i'm really like an old white right? man oh <laughs> but i feel like they would say some shit like that like a, a real like a true creep so i don't know from what you're expressing i'm not getting like truly creepy energy but i don't know what do y'all think hmm. i mean okay i understand why your boy keeps coming back to black women there's no question there. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, but I can also understand how that might start to feel a little like, hmm, am I a part of like a pattern? I don't know, girl. You just got to ask him, to be honest, because you said everything else is good. You don't really have any intentions of breaking up. So if it's something that you're thinking about and you see a future with this person, like you're going to have conversations about race. Like it's going to happen. It's inevitable. So I would just be like, yo, this is kind of making me feel a way like, let's talk about it. Let's explore it. Like, and, and just let him set aside any of your apprehensions or maybe make you realize things that you're like, oh, I'm not about that. I don't like how that feels. But I think we as people naturally kind of get into a certain look or certain type and that could get a little like fetishy. Like I'm realizing I am starting to have a very (laughs) specific type it's and I, I don't know if it's giving fetish I don't know what it's giving but like I even had to be like hmm, why do I keep going back to this same look of hmm, a guy what's your type 
light skin. Mm, ma'am the type i'm realizing i have is long hair with tattoos like i just keep wanting long hair oh. tattoos long hair tattoos like mm-hmm. oh it's a weakness of mine now if i go through this this trend i mean i guess it's not the same as like a specific race but like somebody might be like damn this bitch only like me because of my long hair and my tattoos <laughs> correct <laughs> Um, I don't know, girl. This is why. Just have the conversation. I feel like dating interracially, although you said he's Latino, but yeah, he's white Latino. Um, it's always, in my opinion, gonna add an extra layer of drama. So just have the conversation. Yeah. I wish Yo, you the best. This weekend my dad was telling me that if I ever bring home a white man, I'm getting cut off. He's like, No, done. that's what he said. He's like, You can't share all of this with the white man. That's crazy. We didn't come this far for you to now partner up with the white man and have him have a hand in any of this. He's like, I'm not playing with you. Like he got like super worked up. Got why did it why is he where did this come from? I don't know. He and his little hoteps friends been having conversations, <laughs> I guess. Why they gotta be hoteps? Uh, and I mean, no, I know, I know. You're right. You're like, it's just what? It's just straight facts. It doesn't even have to be a whole chat re- rhetoric. That's his opinion. He was on one. Let me tell y'all. Well, but it's trust not like me, you brought somebody home. A lot of them are also on one. You just don't hear it. But a lot of people are telling their kids not to bring home you. Oh. So why is it so problematic when we do it? I don't know. I just think, you know, we can get to a more beautiful place as a people. What's, 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 not beautiful about a black couple. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as all people, you know, putting down our stereotypes about one another. It's one not, day, it's not stereotypes. It's just um, like I was like alluding to before. It's just an extra layer of work. Yeah, it's not stereotypes like culturally, you know. Um, right, but I think people make assumptions of, around like what a black girl is going to be like, what a mm-hmm. Latina girl is going to be like, what a whatever girl is going to be like, and because they don't know. So I think well, like both of these people are Latina, Latino, Latinx. Mm -hmm. One is just black and one is white. Mm. Give us a follow up. I think have the conversation. Yeah. Um, Do it in like a compliment sandwich, maybe like I love you. Like you're so perfect for me. Yeah, I love how you compliment me. Um, But, you know, it did kind of feels weird when you compliment like aspects that are related to my race. Yeah. What's that about? Mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> that was the there other piece go. of bread in the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, keep us updated. Good luck. And anyone else who wants a little advice, um, feel free to email us at hello at Black Girls Texting. Also, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Right now, we are continuing with our Bolden giveaway. Um, so you can win some great skincare if you set DM us or email us screenshots of you rating and commenting on Apple Podcasts. Um, oh, and don't forget to get some merch. We're seeing lots of folks ordering, so don't miss out. You don't want it to sell out. Um, you can find the merch tab on blackgirlstexting.com. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Can't wait to see beautiful people next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.